This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hockey! Yeah! Yeah! My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. That's right, a special Sunday edition, Zolgad and Declan Goff, because we have... The protected list for Wednesday night's expansion draft, Seattle Kraken, about to take a player from 30 of the 31 teams. In case you don't know, the Vegas Golden Knights, who live a charmed life, are exempt from this process. Um, but uh, so it's it's Declan there. It's me here. In fact, I am enjoying a oh, wow. Sunday fun day beer. Uh, I'm not going to play punches right now. I had too much uh, Saturday fun day, so alcohol is not an option for me. But I am hitting the I am hitting uh, nine holes here in about an hour and a half. So Are you really? I, I, okay. I will, be, I will be getting outside and at least swinging the sticks here. Oh, you'll be drinking a beer. I'll right. see if I'll see if Suter and Prezer are out there too. And right. I was going to say uh, we we have because I found it at a baseball card shop uh, in Golden Valley on Friday. One half of the Buyout Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ryan Suter, who has plenty of free time right now, supposedly being pursued by like 15 to 20 teams. But right now he joins us. In fact, you put on the old throwback, the, the old oh yeah, wild home one. Now, well, I guess this is still the current one. It's the red ones that are gone. But anyway, if anybody knows where to get a Parisi one from these bobblehead collections, I'd like to know. But yeah, I got a Ryan Suter one for now. All right, Declan, let's like get. It. Let's get to the protected list, who was protected by Bill Guerin and the Wild and who wasn't. And I will say this, the intrigue that we, so we, we probably went through and did this exercise with our protected list three or four times on Joe's yep. Hockey Show, right? And the intrigue that existed at the time was solely based on two things, two players, Parisi and My Guy Suits, uh, because with no move clauses, they had to be protected. And so we were going through, would you protect Greenway, Felino, who I kept saying I would protect? And it was a it was a bit dicey because at that point the no move clauses meant Zuccarello and Jared Spurgeon and Parisi and Suter all had to be protected. And your options were seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender, or eight skaters across the board, combination of goalie, or I'm sorry, combination of forwards and defensemen and a goalie. So with Parisi gone and with Suter gone, your seven forwards, which I think were easy, right, Dex? Yep, this is pretty easy. Erickson Eck, Fiala, Felino, Greenway, who now makes that protected list, uh, Ryan Hartman, who signed an extension towards the end of last season, Sturm, Zuccarello, who had to be protected. I think that's pretty much exactly what we expected once the buyouts, well, the expe- the not shocking buyout of Prezi was announced on Tuesday and yeah. the shocking buyout of Suter was announced. Your three defensemen are Brodine, Dumba, who, again, was a very dicey, what are they going to do? Are they going to try and right. trade him? Well, you don't have to now. Spurgeon, and and then as far as the protected list goes, we went back and forth on this a little bit initially, but it became pretty crystal clear. Cam Talbot is the goaltender who was protected, not Capo. So, long story short, your, un, your unprotected list, the guys at Seattle are most likely to take, let's go one through four. <laughs> Susie, not protected. He's one, I think. Yep. Kapokakinen, who I would like to protect, but I totally get doing Talbot because your expectations are pretty are going to be fairly high for 21-22. I would put Bukestead next and Victor Rask four. <laughs> um, but I saw this list. I got to say, Dex, zero surprises, right? Right. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not too shocked by this. I think it says a lot, too, that they kept Nico Sturm uh, over Victor Rask. Obviously, he wants to get that salary off his books any way he can. I would probably flip um, in your rankings there. I'd probably put they're more likely that Rask would get taken over Bukestead. And I know we also would love for Rask to be off this team just for a lot of reasons for Cap and for him just not being the center that this team needs. But um, I'm not too surprised that it ended up being this. Yeah, I think really the only dicier one was going to be, was it going to be Talbot or Capo? And yeah, there are some other goalies on the market. Carey Price, I believe, um, is exp- there are numerous goaltenders that Seattle is probably going to have their pickings of um, here. But if they wanted to be cost-effective, because they are going to be picking up some contracts, Capo Kakinen would be honestly a wild card. I-, I would be pretty surprised if he was taking over Carson Soucy, but I can see it because he's a rookie mm-hmm. goaltender and he's going to be making chump change uh, for the next few seasons. I wouldn't be surprised if he is taken, but with this protected list, Breezing Suter being bought out, it just makes everyone's job a lot easier. And uh, yeah, this is a good this is a good thing for the Wild. This all comes down to me, Dex, as well, to a question that we don't know the answer to right now. And previously, until the Gold Knights came into the league, I think we did. Uh, but here's the question that will start to be answered as the expansion draft unfolds. I believe it starts at, let's see if I can find the time here, 7 p.m. Central, ESPN2, Wednesday night. By the way, <laughs> live Judd's hockey show with the two of us and That's Suits, because right. he's still got time, and Suits on Wednesday night. Um, so the question that needs to be answered by the Kraken is, what do they want to do? Um, previously, you know what? You're an expansion team. You literally didn't used to care. The expansion process now gives you, because I believe Vegas paid $500 million to get in, if I'm not mistaken, and I think Seattle's at five fifty. So this process now gives you a chance to be, if you want, and we have seen this from the Golden Knights, competitive right away. But you can also choose to sort of slow cook, slow build things, because you are going to get people in your building for the first few years, no matter what. So what we don't know is, so Carey Price is, is, I would guess he could be the closest comp would be to what Vegas did was the Marc-Andre Fleury, right? Yeah. But it's a big contract. There's a no-move clause. Um, What Seattle has right now is the gift of cap room. But do you want to eat that cap room up immediately or say, Mm -hmm. you know what? If we finish in last place, we still can be building something and people are going to come to games. So to what you're saying, that's where Capo comes in. Because you could also easily say, Kapokakinen, if you're the Kraken, is a guy that we could get in goal here. You know what? He's going to have some rough games. But he also could turn into a pretty damn good goaltender at a very reasonable price for now. Right. So, like, that's the one thing I can't decide because what the Golden Knights did changed everything as far as the expectations. But I don't know that you have to buy that and say, oh, my God, the Kraken have to be in the conference finals or Stanley Cup. I don't buy that one. So what we're going to slowly but surely see here is what's the Kraken's approach, and do they take the Vegas approach, which is Marc-Andre Fleury's out there, we're taking him, or do you take a guy like Capo, might struggle a bit, but also long-term might be the better selection. And and there could be still a selection uh, with Vegas where they take a carry price, they take another goalie, and still end up taking Capo Kakinen from the wild. I mean, may as well have two insurance plans. You need two goaltenders these days, so I wouldn't be too surprised by that as well. Uh, but the players that are available right now um, who had not been exposed, Carey Price, Tarasenko, Landeskog, which is a weird one because he's well, he's a free agent, so they're not going to they're not going to take right. him. And Tarasenko's hurt. Yeah. I ain't touching if I'm if I'm the Kraken, I ain't touching him with a ten foot pole 
unless I'm going to spin him off and someone's going to give me a decent return, which I have my doubts about. Right. But then they still have other guys, Jonathan Drewen, uh, Tyler Johnson, Jared McCann, Ryan Johansson, you know, the, the Jason Zucker, Nino Niederreiter too, which we're yeah, going to get into a little bit here. But um, they, they still have some good players. I don't think they'll be as good as Vegas. Vegas and other teams just were kind of surprised by this. They didn't really know how to react. So they did those back backdoor deals where the Wild basically gift Alex Tuck. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I, I would be surprised if Seattle has the level of success that Vegas did right out the gate because teams aren't going to be, are going to be more reluctant to do these backdoor deals, but they still should field a pretty good team. Um, I'm curious what it ends up being for them, but they have a lot of options because yeah, they're gonna have to fill out the salary cap. So they're going to take on some contracts here or there, but I, I think in general, it is good by the way. Like I, I like these expansion rules. If you're going to pay this money to get in the league, let's have some good rules for the wild side. Scott Pellerin was was yeah. the best player the Wild got in the expansion draft when they came draft. in. Yes. So so I'm the Timberwolves expansion draft. Yeah. I'm glad that it's there's there's actually like a legitimate process now where teams are that enter the league aren't in absolute dumpster fire. And I know a lot of fans here would say, well, like, but we had to, you know, we didn't get those rules. Yeah, who cares? Like I, I don't care that that wasn't the case back in the day. People evolve. Things change. So I'm glad that uh the last we field a good team. Well, if you're going to pay this price, you're not going to take a really bad team. That's the thing about it. You want to be, if you're going to pay what the going rate is now, because go back and look at like what the Wild and Blue Jackets and long before them in the 90s, Tampa Bay and and uh, the uh, Senators paid. Those were much different price tags. Now, just for housekeeping purposes, Seattle must select the following numbers of players. I'm getting this from wild.com mm-hmm. at each position, 14 forwards on Wednesday, nine defensemen, and three goaltenders, and they must select a minimum of 20 players who are under contract for the 21-22 season, which means that Alanis Gog would count against the other side of that because he's not, okay? Yep. So that's how they're going to stock their team on Wednesday. Um, I guess the question, again, becomes, like, if they take Capo, that clearly means that they are trying to look to the future, the other question is the amount of available defensemen who are going to be out there. Uh, because, look, with Suter gone now, the Susie loss is different. Like the Susie, when we thought that this team had to protect Suter and you had a starting point of your protected list being Brodeen, Suter, and Spurgeon, that was a very different game. The game has now changed because with Dumba staying and Ryan gone, Susie becomes a potentially very valuable chip here if he returns yeah. as far as playing time goes. And look, he's not a sexy player and he makes mistakes occasionally, but I also think he's pretty solid. I think he's, he's solid. a very, I think yeah. he's a solid player who you wouldn't purposely want to lose. Um, so, so it's a bit dicey because the, I think the, as much as I like Capo and he did uh, seem to struggle late in the season. The one thing I'll say about Capo is I think the argument is you can go out and find a backup goaltender at a pretty good price tax yep. who's going to be solid and and he can play. So it's not like it's not like uh, a backup QB to Cousins. It's not Sean Mannion can't really play. You right. can find a guy who's going to be on the market who's not going to break the bank. So in some ways, I wonder if the Wild would prefer to lose Capo immediately to Susie because if you lose. Susie, he has to be replaced, and I don't think it's as e- easy. Right now, my projection is this. What? Um, your top defenseman next year are Spurgeon and Brodeen, probably. Mm-hmm. I would say Dumba is on the second unit. You're going to yep. try and bring back e- Ian Cole, uh, but a- Addison's going to play, I would guess, a ton next year. Yeah. And he should play, and so you need another one there if Carson is gone. So I think it's an in- interesting thing, but 
as much trepidation as I have about Capo going to another team and potentially being successful, I think there is a case to be made that the feeling internally for right now would be it might be easier to replace a backup goaltender yeah. than a defenseman who actually plays quite a bit in Carson Soucy. Yeah, I mean, Soucy would be a nice value for Seattle, but from the wild side, yeah, you're kind of hoping, well, number one, I know we did the most likely candidates at the, at the top, but you're hoping to God they take Victor Rest. That's the best case scenario as if, from a Wilds fan. So you're gonna have to give him right? something to do that. Yeah. though. and I'm not and, giving. I'm not doing that. And you know, Ron Francis is there. He knows Victor Rask. I know him and Billy Guerin are obviously probably pretty tight too. But um, I would be pretty surprised if that happens. But the backup goalie is going to be easier for them to fix. I mean, basically, I don't know. I like Kalen Addison a lot. Actually, I could. You could make a case that his skill set is could be Matt Dumba's and could be an offensive first defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's probably a big ask for him to play on the other side if Dumba is going to have defensive liabilities. Like, you kind of need a little more security blanket with the pairing of Matt Dumba. So, Susie probably is the ifto de facto pair if if he indeed is not taken. You can slide him with Dumba. You put even, and you could have a third pairing, which would be a lot of fun with Ian Cole and uh, Kaelin Addison as well. So, I'm curious how that all gels, and that is probably what we're going to be watching mostly here at this expansion draft is what player gets taken because the ramifications of replacing a defenseman is going to be a little more difficult for the Wild. But, I mean, just looking at the free agent goaltenders that are out there right now, you know, and I'm just going down the list from the top here. Obviously, Tuka Rask isn't an option, but Frederick Anderson, Ante Ratnan, um, James Reimer, Peter Mazark, you know, th- th- there's a lot. There's, there's plenty of guys you can find um, for chump change, essentially, to, to spell Cam Talbot. And Talbot, you know, I I, under, I understand why there that was the hardest one, Talbot or Capo. Um, but Talbot gave you the stability. I I you know he played expe- as he was expected to play last season. There could be some regression there because because he, he wasn't a world beater by any means. But figuring out your goaltending situation can be a, a a sticky wicket for a lot of teams. And it seems like the Wild for now at least have it figured out with Cam Talbot and why mess with it, especially if this team's ready to win now. Gotcha. So. I, I would say it would be a bigger loss if they lost Carson Soucy over um over Capo Cockadin just for the ramifications of, of replacing that position. Defensive pair-wise, uh, as we open training camp in September, Declan, this is going to be very intriguing too because don't forget, when we talk about the pairings on the blue line, in fact, Ryan, here, I'm going to cover your ears so you don't hear this. <laughs> um, let's keep in mind that it was made pretty clear by <clears throat> certain guys that wore 20, I think, that he wanted to be with Spurgeon because there there were times they put him with Dumba and my whole thing was good. He can be stabilizing for Dumba, right? And then Dumba, but I mean, and Matthew's going to make some bad plays. He just is. Uh, and so something would go wrong. And the next thing you, you knew, jumping over the boards to play together on the blue line were 20 and 46. That's not going to be the case now. And I don't, um, Brodeen and Dumba formed a pretty good pairing. And I love the, I love how they play different games. Like yeah. Brodine knows exactly, and Brodine is not helpless offensively, but he knows his role and he's really good. I mean, he is, I can't articulate how solid I think he is. So he with Dumba, like he totally gets it. That actually works out. They're really good friends. I think they play off each other pretty well. So I think Spurgeon is probably going to be, I wonder, I wonder if they would put him with Addison initially because he's another stabilizer. Like, that's the thing about it. If you have a guy who knows, who's a veteran, who knows his role, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, power play, but I'm right. just saying even strength. And then Ian Cole, who I think I think there's a better chance Cole comes back now with yep. cap room available than Benino, as much as I like Nick. I agree. Um, I think there's a much better chance that Cole comes back. And now if Susie's back, 
that frees you up a, a bit more. But mm. I guess my grand point here is this. Starting with the depth chart, it's going to be different because my perception was always that Ryan almost thought he had to play with Spurgeon. Right. And Spurgeon's not going to demand his partner. Yep. So, so like, you're going to have more freedom to juggle and and use what you consider to be your veteran guys who are really good. I mean, because Spurgeon and Brodine are just really good. Yeah. You can use them with players, so I think they'll be more accommodating to playing with than perhaps – hold on, I'll, I'll do this again <laughs> – Ryan was. Yeah, actually, I think you you talked me into that doing Brodeen and Dumba together because you, you, I think that that pairing has played a lot before. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Both of them are can move the puck well, but also having that stability with Matt Dumba on his side could really be a, a benefactor. And then Kalen Addison playing with Spurgeon could be a lot of fun. I mean, Addison's a first round pick. He played. He looked looked strong in, in like you know the handful of games he played last season. Yes. Um, I think he could be a lot, a, a lot of fun there. Brandon Minnell too is is you know this kind of other wild card that they've had in their system. A, a kind of a cool story too. I believe he didn't even play varsity hockey and, and had to try out um, basically to get, to get a college scholarship. And then now he tore, tore it up in the KHL last season. I believe he was second in points uh, for defensemen. So he's also an intriguing player because he might be an off. Like the Wild actually have a lot of offensive puck moving defenseman and that's been their bread and butter obviously um for the better part of the last 10 years but i'm curious how like you said those puzzle pieces end up falling into place because i i do think it probably just makes sense to put brodeen and dumba together and let spurgeon i mean spurgeon's so damn good you know i, right. I i'm not saying it doesn't matter who he's playing next with but he's gonna make the other player better he's gonna and, and 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 i think i i obviously i believe addison would be the most likely person to benefit from that and also he could start playing a lot more minutes i mean i know Suter's minutes were going to get reduced uh that's what bill Guerin told us and his minutes have been staggered out uh, a little bit more since he was playing basically 29 minutes a game seven eight years ago <laughs> yeah. um but that is still a hefty amount of minutes to replace and i'm curious how that ends up also falling on the rest of the defensemen not that aren't the top three you know does that mean kaylin addison automatically becomes a 17 minute night player does ian cole end up playing more is it just by rotation? It, I, I'm curious how it all falls out because replacing those suitor minutes is still a challenge. Like that is still a challenge too for the Wild. It definitely is. Now I will say this, and I, I read the piece uh, by our friend Russo in the Athletic that he talked to former National Hockey League uh, defenseman Neil Sheehy, who represents Suter now. Yep. And Neil was t- talking about the fact, you know, oh, Suits Suits already had his playing time reduced. To, well, one he had it reduced to what it should have been. That, that was accurate. Like, he was playing last year, for the most part, he was playing the correct amount. So that's what they're going to ha- have to replace. When he was playing 29 minutes per game under Bruce, that that was ridiculous. He shouldn't have been doing that, and he shouldn't have been allowed to. And I know people say, well, but, I mean, no. Um, so I think what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to find pairings that can play, or you're going to need to find defensemen that can play, you know, 20 20 plus nobody should be near 29 now for sure uh but Spurgeon's willingness I think to accept a role and to do his best will be very different um and I don't think and I think the fact that you're not going to have to have like a mandated first defensive pairing is nice uh I, I think you can probably flip things more now too if uh game situation or game flow changes which could be good yep all right let's get to the next talker you uh brought this up Declan briefly but i think it's very intriguing uh one guy paul fenton traded and by the way what we all consider to be a really bad trade and 
the first guy Bill Guerin traded have been left unprotected. Nino Niederreiter left unprotected by the Hurricanes coming off a pretty good statistical year. I think that yeah. one is seen as a, I can't say big surprise. I think it's seen as a surprise for sure. Zucker being unprotected, considering the price, Addison and a first round pick also has to be considered a bit of a surprise. Now, mm-hmm. I realize the difficult choices had to be made, but I think it's a little bit of vindication for those who made these moves that two players who a lot of wild fans didn't want to see traded are now available to the Kraken on Wednesday night. Yeah, it is surprising. Um, you know, Nino, I believe he is under contract for one more year after this. So, so he's obviously could be, could be left exposed there. I'm not too surprised, you know, care, you know, both these teams are trying to also clear out salary. So if they can get someone to take them, you know, they'll, they'll do that. But, you know, Jason Zucker and Nino Niederreiter were two very good players for the Wild. They were fan favorites. You know, the Zucker family still heavily involved here in the Twin Cities and, and, and in the community. Um, Nino Niederreiter was, you could make a case, was the fan's favorite uh, favorite player. I know a lot of fans gravitated towards Nino. And I will even say, you know, when Nino Niederreiter was on, it, it was a game changer. You noticed him in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. where, where guys like Coyle and Zucker, um, for that matter, you know, they had a tendency to disappear. And so did Nino, by the way. I'm not saying they didn't, but... At their peak, I think Nino's game was was the best of all of them when it was at its true peak. Um, I'm not too surprised that they they were left unprotected. Uh, these teams are yeah trying to clear out the salary and and who knows when these two guys could end up flourishing in Seattle. Um, but it is it, it is a funny week of wild history basically, Judd, with Prezian Suter being bought out. Now the expansion draft. These two guys are unprotected. Everything seems like it's coming around full circle. It's been just sure. kind of a spooky last week, but. Um, th- this is a good thing for the league. I, I like that Seattle's going to get a, 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 a good good amount of players, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. So, Coyle got protected by Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, think through here. Granlund is a free agent, so yeah. he's not protected, but it's really that, that means nothing. Right. Uh, and, and then I think if, after that, we get into the older players like Stahl, who I don't think will be back with Montreal. Mm-hmm. Dubnik, I mean, he's Dubnik. Free agent. Yep. Yeah. Don't so, bring him back, by the way. But the Zucker, so no, don't do that. They, that won't happen. But Zucker and Nino were interesting because I, I think this does sort of justify. And look, the RAS trade's a bad trade. There's no yep. question. I'm not going to sit here and defend the trade for one second. But for a guy like Nino not to be protected is very telling about how the Hurricanes felt about him. Um, and was Ron Francis had been fired by the time that they made that trade, right? I was going to say, is Ron Francis the guy before he got fired in Carolina who traded for Nino? But I don't think he was. I think he had been fired. Yeah, he'd been gone. So there's probably not a great chance that um, he's going to be taken by the Kraken. All right, on to our next topic. Take a bow, Declan Goff. <laughs> um, Andy Strickland, who I believe is the sideline, quote-unquote, rinkside reporter for the blues and i think he might do a show on our our sister's all sports station down in st louis if i'm not mistaken that's right yeah um but he's pretty plugged in and he is reporting this morning and it's not a surprise but he's reporting this morning that don't be surprised if the wild signs nick folino to a contract putting him in the same locker room as his brother marcus and you talked about this as a potential about three days ago um, this intrigues me because if they do this, and first of all, just to be clear, I would not pay him a ton. Like mm-hmm. if he wants to make mo- if he wants to make money, he ain't my guy. Yeah. But mean. but if he wants to come here and play with his brother 
and is willing to take the right contract. The interesting thing about Nick is this would even more solidify that Bill Guerin wants to have a locker room full of guys that get it and are leaders. I mean, if you put Nick Foligno in this room, let's say Benino leaves Dex, yeah, uh, and Cole comes back, and you've also got Marcus, uh, you have a room that is the polar opposite of the home locker room at the X for the last, before last season, like the last six to eight years. Right. Yeah, Nick Foligno is an intriguing one. If he's signing on the right term, I'm all in on this. Like, if, if this is a two- or three-year contract worth $3 million, even even four, I think I wouldn't pay him anything over four. I'm all in. And also, our friend of the show, Michael Russo, reported on KFXN Radio this morning uh, that the deal is basically going to be, it's almost a done deal. Like, it, it's, it's a strong possibility of happening. Russo threw that out there as well, so... I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, this could be a lot of fun having these two. He, you know, Nick Foligno's, again, one of those hybrid center wing types. I think if he's playing, you know, if he's playing third line center, okay. If he's playing top line center, I, I, I probably oh, would no. prefer him on the wing no. more than I would as a But But if he's if he's playing a checking line and a third line role, he's yeah. fine down the middle. His faceoff numbers are about 50%. They aren't, they aren't pretty. Um, but at the same time, he's a, a huge character guy. And I think that's what, you know, Say it will about Bill Guerin. That's what he's targeting, character guys. And if that, you know, it, it might not be the sexiest player, um, but getting those Nick Benino and Ian Coles and even Nick Foligno, who's a little bit obviously a more skilled player than, than uh, you know, Nick Benino is. He's probably, his, his best days are behind him. He scored 30 goals six years ago with Columbus. Um, but this would be a, a good get for the Wild if it indeed is under the right price. I, I would be, I'd be on board with this signing if it's the right price. Let's call a spade a spade too. I'm going to do, do this again. So here's the deal. Nick Foligno would would straight up, with in no doubt in my mind, be the replacement for Parisi and a better locker room guy. That's yep. the total thinking, right? Like, let's cut through the crap here because he ain't gonna play, he ain't going to play on your first line. He's past that point. Um, I don't even know. I mean, he might play third line center if they have to. I, I think I'd prefer him on the wing. But I mean, think think about his skill set, okay? Because he is a declining player, which yep. is fine. But what do you bring? Like, the question is, he, the problem with Zach, and God bless him, man, good player. He was a great player. Uh, but the problem with Zach is Zach couldn't see his own decline. I mean, Zach is still talking about, I still got a lot of hockey left. It's like, no, you really don't. Like, like this guy, Ryan Suter might. Like, he might play for five more years. I don't know. Yep. But, I mean, Zach Parisi worked his ass off and got beat up badly. Um, Felino is going to understand his role. And he still got something left. Like he was a good, really good player. To the statistics yep. you cited. So, if you sign Nick Foligno, you are essentially signing what you consider to be a locker room upgrade on what Parisi can do now. Yeah, I mean that's flat out the move. And you know what? You could have, you could have, a, you could have the brothers both wear an A's. Yeah, that's a the good brothers point too. Could both be wearing A's because Marcus is going to wear one. Like yep. Marcus is beyond a. Sh- if Marcus don't get an A now. It's, it's going to be the first time Billy and I have a disagreement. Yeah. Um, but you could have both of them wearing A's. Spurgeon is the captain. And if this is the direction they're going to go, and they and, and the, the one thing, though, is you still need the one trade that I think is coming for a center. Like, yeah. that's the one thing you have to. I, I'm convinced you have to do that, and you have to do it for this year because with the cap room that you have for one year, You've got to go for it as much as you possibly can. Yep. 
Yeah, this is uh, that, that's still their biggest task. You know, you can sign the Nick Felinos of the world, and you know, had that under a, a nice contract, and he's a good locker room player. But the pursuit of the number one center. I mean, if you get Felino, that means hopefully that Eck would probably slot up a spot, not guaranteed, but probably would slot up to be a, a second line center. And then if you indeed find the number one center, well, now all of a sudden your depth, you feel pretty good. Um, you still feel pretty good if you can find whoever that obviously the number one is. That that's the that's the Cinderella slipper right here. But I. I, I trust that they're going to do this. There's no way they're going to, like, obviously go in to this season rolling the same four lines and with Victor Rask and Eck and Nick Fulton. Like, there's no way. Uh, Garen did not create all this cap space. $26 million still to play with, even though Fiala and Kaprizov um, are going to eat up a good chunk of that, theoretically. Uh, you need to find the number one center. And I think they will. I think they will. And if that means also, you know, they, they get savvy with it, um, you know, Arizona's another team that we didn't mention the other day when we were doing our reckless trade speculation. They got three centers that I would honestly take uh, t- take a chance on. Dvorak, you take And Dvorak and Schmoltz, um, Clayton Keller. I don't know if they're they probably would be declined to Clay, uh, trade Keller since he's so young. Uh, but th- there are pieces that you can uh, get savvy with. It might not be a sexy name like Jack Eichel right to start with. Yep. Um, but I, I they need to find it, and I think they will. All right. Final thoughts. I'm done. I'm fresh out of talkers. Suits. Again, you, you don't have to cover his ears anymore. He's okay. He's okay. no, no. He, just, I didn't want. I just didn't want to rip I'll, him um, in his. I'll, I'll see if I'll see brother. If, I'll see if our, our two boys are on the golf course today. You know, I'll, I'll make sure that they're. Uh, they're they, and I need some tips. Playing eighteen. I uh, just 18 nine or nine. Just nine. You today. know what? You're you're getting smart already. You're yep. getting smart already. See, Parisi and Suter. You know, you got they got time for they got time for thirty six. They got time. You know they got what, time though? for two rounds. Ago. They're athletes. They can play that. You yeah. see, where you're smart is you're not good enough to play 18. <laughs> but nine's perfect for you. It is. Get a couple drinks in you. That's right. That's right. Nine, you'll fly through nine. It'll oh, be yeah. great. And your score, like, then your score is not as bad. It doesn't it's matter. 18, where it just starts to beat you down. It just starts Absolutely. to wear you down. I don't want to do it. All right, uh, Judd's Hockey Show. We'll be back with a live episode um, on Wednesday through Twitter. What what else, Dex? Our YouTube page, our Facebook page. Thank you, everyone, for watching us here on a Sunday. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, we're pumping out wild content, Timberwolves content, Twins, Vikings on this Mackie and, uh, Score North and Mackie and Judd uh, YouTube channel. Also, our Minnesota Vikings content as well as Event Line Conversation. I talked to three guys earlier this morning. That's up also up on there as well. Um, Vikings football, training camp. Wild expansion draft list. Trade deadline, Judd. Who says that there's an offseason in sports? We're in the heart of it right here. Not We're in the heart guy. of it. All right. All right, Say pal. Thing, Declan. Fast shoot score. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month. And you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.